0: So wide you can't get around it So low you can't get under it
1: To the Nationals Review Podcast, the official podcast of the Nationals dot My name is Colm, and I can't do this alone. No, I need the heart and soul, no other
2: than Charlie Flegel. Colm, it's the official podcast. So if you've been listening to other podcasts over the last four or five months that yeah. claim to be a podcast of the Nationals Review, they are they are unofficial.
1: And what are you doing with your life if you're doing that? Uh,
2: yeah, Colm, how was your uh, winter break away <sighs> from podcasting?
1: You know what? It's good to kind of have that break because you really just yearn for baseball when when it, when it's not there. You yeah, know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I've been looking forward to oh, it. Oh, I
1: cannot wait. I mean, it's like, yes, we have the NFL, we have the NFL playoffs, and then, of course, there's March Madness a little bit before, but it's just like, I really can't get into baseball. And, and we do have a great hockey team. I'm not going to say that, but it's almost like... I, I get worried about following hockey because I get so into it, and then the playoffs come, and I get disappointed in the second round. So
0: yeah,
2: wow, wow. Well, Welcome to DC. Yeah, I think they're up
1: for is tonight the night where they could break a record for the most wins.
2: Uh, last night they was won last the night. President's Cup, so I, I haven't wow. been following in terms of records and stuff like that. I know they're a very good team this year. That's, they are very good. Yes, that's about as. Uh, oh, by the way, the U.S. Men's National Team just scored a fourth goal. If you're wondering, really, what time we're watching. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: but we're here uh we're back from our break how was your break
2: it was good uh-huh. um i started a different podcast
1: oh yeah why don't you tell everyone about that That's I started right. a,
2: a history podcast it's mm-hmm. called the almost forgotten great name it's, uh almost forgotten dot com, mm-hmm. and it is about historical figures that you maybe sort of have heard of but not really right. and if you've ever listened to like Hardcore history or any of those podcasts—it's sort of the opposite. It's like one person over the course of like 45 minutes, and that's nice. it, beginning to end. So nice. it's doing well. So um, check it out, yeah. Please do.
1: Oh, you're on, on iTunes and, and on uh, iTunes. Every other place you could subscribe to podcasts. That's right.
2: That's right. There's an RSS feed. Um, there's a uh, Twitter. Twitter, yeah. yes. At almost forgot, not not forgotten, just right. forgot, and. Um, In other big news, uh, I will be doing a weekly column for Masson.
1: Yes, let's talk about that.
2: Yeah, um, one of the five, I don't know what they call us, just weekly people. Um, But every Wednesday morning on MassonSports.com, I will be your... Uh, Nationals columnist.
1: Now, does that start tomorrow, the 30th, or is that the following week?
2: Nope, starts the following week. That's um, April the f- 6th? April the 6th is okay. my, my mass messenger. So check that
1: know. out. I'm sure our Twitter will have links to that, so make sure you're following uh, at the Nationals Review.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, and you can follow that. I'm sure your any comments are wanted on the articles.
2: Yes, and ideas for articles, because I'm oh, not used to doing sort of like most of my articles tend to be either written taking over the course of a couple of weeks because I've been thinking about it or like spur of the moment so I could use some help planning if there's stuff now these are going to be
1: separate articles than we would see on the Review. so what correct? I'll
2: do is um, I'll post them on mass them and then massin and then I'll repost them on the Nationals Review okay great so, so great. they're on there but uh, but yeah these are sort of more uh, Short, they're probably shorter because I have to edit it a little bit right, and keep it right. to like 750 words, and they're probably more opinion. But I'll I'll stick with my formula of you know I'll keep putting numbers in there and do a little bit of that. But, Great, yeah. Huge
1: That's huge news. I mean, uh, I'm excited. It should yeah. be
2: fun. It, it will be interesting for me having done this for like, I don't know. I mean, I'm almost like nine years, years, years. I've had the blog, something like it that. Has not been that long? Wow, I, I want to so fast. I started in 2006. I don't think I started wow. it in the first season. I might have started it in 2006.
1: That's pretty impressive. Pretty
2: impressive. Maybe 2007. So nine or ten years. But um, it was certainly when I was still in New York. So it was six or seven.
1: So is this the third or fourth year we've done it for the podcast?
2: This is the third year of the wow. podcast. I Look believe. at that Three-peat. And, um, yeah, this is the first time I'll have to be sort of disciplined in my writing. and It's not that disciplined, but it has to be weekly, and it has to be a certain number of words, and it has to fit in that kind of format, so it can't just be, like, me Photoshopping pictures of Bryce or something like (laughs) that, and being like, oh, there's a post. It's got to actually be words. So, you know, it'll be a little different, but um, it'll be fun. I'm excited.
1: Right. Well, that's great. We hope you all follow and and sent, like he said, send in your ideas for things you want him to write about. Oh, calm. Yes. What are you drinking? Oh, well, I gave you a little preview tonight in iMessage for uh, the at-home listener. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, my wife picked up for me Not Your Father's Root Beer out of LaCroix, Wisconsin. I believe that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> how do you um, feel about it? So I had it for the first time. Um, it tastes like... Root beer. Like, it doesn't even have... It has a little bit of an alcohol taste, but mostly it's my type of sweetness, so I'm pretty excited, and the 5.9% alcohol is a nice percentage. So,
2: so. I don't I don't like root beer.
1: Oh. Um, I don't even know you anymore.
2: It's not... I don't like root beer. I just... I don't like the taste of it, but um, my brother-in-law I was visiting uh-huh. this weekend their family, and he actually had a couple, and he actually really liked, I believe it's Coney Island Brewery mm-hmm. does a hard root beer, and he liked it a lot better, yeah. so.
1: Well, there's also, I'm really looking forward to get, I don't know if you've seen the commercials for Henry's, uh, I forget, like orange soda or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they have hard orange soda now. Really actually, i have really seen excited. a commercial for like hard ginger ale or yeah, something, that's, and they say no, totally. if you want to get buck mild, yeah. you can, which I thought was a good... But uh, I didn't. I didn't mention to my brother-in-law that if you look through my Twitter feed, there's a, there's a retweet of a not-your-father's root beer ad, and I said, or no, I took a picture of it because it was oh, the first really? time I had seen it, and I said, you're damn right, it's not my father's root beer because my father <laughs> is a grown-ass man.
1: So what would a grown-ass man be drinking tonight, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Charles? I have.
2: I actually have a local beer. Really. Um, it's Jailbreak, which I believe, let me see, I think there's Silver Spring, a uh, Laurel, Laurel, Ooh. Maryland. It's Jailbreak Infinite Amber Ale. Wow. So it's not, you know, it's kind of got that reddish ale. Right. Not the...
1: Uh, what percentage are we at on
2: alcohol? 5.2? <laughs> like, or does it even say? Uh, let me look. They might not have had to... 5.0%. Uh, oh,
1: look at that. Hard... Alcohol a lot stronger. I mean hard root beer.
2: Your hard root beer is giving you more more uh
1: percentages.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those those ten percent or uh percent.
1: Yeah, point nine.
2: But um, um it's good. I like it. It's um Jailbreak makes this beer that I I, I want to try but I'm scared to. Right. It's a jalapeno IPA.
1: Ooh, spiciness? I don't
2: know. And well that's the problem, right? I've only seen it sold in six packs and right. I just want to buy one, so I because I have a feeling it's not going to be something that I necessarily want more right. than one of. Right. And I'm afraid it's something that I hate. And I'm just like I don't want to buy yeah,
1: one. You mean like the three uh crab
2: beers I still have in my uh. refrigerator? I love those. The uh, what are they? The Old Bay. Here? The
1: Old Bay, and I bought an entire case, and I still have three left over because I'm like, I don't even like this anymore. Well, you
2: it's... loved it when you first got. Yeah, it.
1: after like six, and then I'm like, oh,
2: just yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe by the time you crack those open this summer, they will start to smell like. Old yeah, seeds.
1: exactly. But speaking of beer, big news at the Nat Stadium: the uh, new sponsorship.
2: Uh, yeah, Budweiser um, yeah, is is ruling there. Although, from what I understand, just like when Miller Light did everything. And they had Budweiser. They're going to continue to have Miller Lights. Out, right.
1: So. It's just advertising around the park is all the difference. I yeah, heard.
2: and you'll find more Bud, I'm sure, and right. less Miller, but they'll be both. Um, now,
1: speaking of beer, I believe you're going to be doing – up whenever you get down to the park, you're going to be updating the beer map at all?
2: Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try and do it before the end of April. The Great. First, Great. Last year I did it the first week in April, and mm. because of the weather – all of the stands were not open. Right. So I was kind of like I went a little early. So I want to wait, and I'm going out of town mid-April. So I'm going to try and do it by the end of April. Great. Because I
1: know people absolutely love that. Um, I was talking to some people at work. Actually, told them about the site, and they they looked at the beer map and was like, "This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen."
2: <laughs> oh, awesome! Well, actually, I heard that there might be a few extra stands for the local beers. So really. So the map might take some additional updating and perhaps a smaller font. I don't know, but um, yeah, the local brew. Um, I I read they they've given some amount of tours, uh, but the district drafts apparently, the the beer stands aren't out yet. But they you know they have done a media tour of the stadium, showing off the new Bud Light. Area or the Budweiser area. Right. I saw Um, that. And I I think somebody said there's going to be one or two additional district drafts, so we'll look for those. Um, And and the red porch is not the red porch anymore. That's
1: true. That's right. It's not called the red porch. What is Uh, it? The Bud
2: Light something? I will be calling it the red porch. I mean, maybe over the course of the year, if I hear it enough as the Budweiser backyard or whatever the hell it's called, I'll, I'll start saying that. But I'm going to call it the Red Porch, at least for now. I, right. I'm sure if if it doesn't get called the Red Porch by everybody and it takes a new name, I'm sure I will fall in line with that, but it's the Red Porch. Yeah, we're going to have to wait to see what FP calls it, I think. Yeah, that's, well, he's, <laughs> he's getting paid, so I'm sure he'll call it whatever he's told to call it.
1: That's a good point. All right, so we are, I believe the season starts this Monday. Is that correct?
2: That's correct. Season actually I believe the first game is Saturday night.
1: Oh, but they moved it, it up?
2: Yeah. Everybody plays everybody else plays Sunday. Okay. Or not everybody, but um let me check that.
1: And we're starting away, so
2: Mm-hmm. That's, that's I don't correct.
1: think we come back till mid next week to the stadium.
2: Right. So okay. on I got the yeah, maybe maybe the first games are – maybe the first game is Sunday. New York – yeah, yeah. Yeah, usually they do that Sunday night game. Yeah, so there's there's uh, a few games on Sunday, and then Sunday night is KC versus New York, where KC has already said they're going to retaliate for something that happened in the World. Cindergaard hit somebody in the World Series. I don't know. The World Series feels like a lifetime ago to me. Yeah, I know, right? I could only imagine what you feel like. Oh, my gosh. So I don't, uh, I don't. I can't don't imagine remember. retaliating. How about retaliating by showing your rings?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, but yeah, the Nats, the Nats uh, start in Atlanta on Monday.
1: Yeah, we start off the season. In my opinion, incredible with who we play. I mean, isn't it? It's Braves, Marlins, Phillies, Marlins, then Twins, then Philly. Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't see it till end of April, I don't think we should ever have a loss. <laughs> is that about
2: right? <laughs> well, I don't think the Marlins are gonna be that bad. I just don't think they're gonna be good. Yeah, I don't
1: think that I don't know. In my opinion, I'm not impressed with them. Even though they did okay in spring, but yeah, like, Philly Philly mean, did all right in spring, but I don't know what that says.
2: Look, the Philly so I did my rundown of the position players and the pitchers on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Billy's team looks like such garbage.
1: They do. They have that one kid though. The I mean third they got a couple guy. of
2: young players and some of them will establish themselves and some of them won't. Is that Franco guy Julio Franco's son? Uh, I don't I don't Michael Franco?
1: No, he's the third base Franco. Yeah.
2: Mike, Michael Franco, m a i k e Yes, yeah. Is that his son? Uh, I'm looking that up right now. Because he, cause I,
1: he's amazing, and he is who I think is going to be incredible does, for that.
2: Uh, I don't believe he is. Uh-oh. He's from the Dominican. Because
1: if he had that amazing batting stance, I
2: would love him. <laughs> and if he was already 50. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, he's good. He's He's actually probably... Maybe their best young player that's yes, going to be playing. Full I agree. Time. He's a really good third base. Well, he's a really good player that plays third base. I don't know defensively a thing right. about him, but he can hit. All right, so let's
1: talk about our team. Uh, do we want to start with offense or, or pitching?
2: Um, do you want to start with what they did this offseason, oh, how you feel about yeah,
1: it? Yeah, let's do that. That's a way better
2: idea. How about um, the bullpen? The revamping of the bullpen.
1: The revamping of the bullpen. In w- what respect? Like keeping. So
2: let's start with they. Let's say they tried to cha- trade Papelbon, but couldn't get anything good. So let's leave it because that's what okay. I mean. I'm sure they entertained offers, but got nothing.
1: I'm actually happy that we that we decided we're either going to have Papelbon or we're going to or go with Storin. So I'm well, happy I, they made it. A yeah. There.
2: I, I'm happy they traded Storin because Me I too. don't think. Even if they got rid of Papelbon, I think they still had to get rid of Storen because agree. I don't. You know, I think he needed a fresh start. I think you could, if unless you were pl- guaranteeing him your as your closer all year, he was mm-hmm. going to be unhappy. So, uh,
1: yeah, and he's on a team that's not even going to affect us
2: ever. Right. Um, Papelbon, uh, I guess I like him better than I did you know, the week or two after he choked out the right. best player on the team, I think he's still got his issues. But, uh, he, you know, this spring... It Looks good. Like, yeah, he's done well, and he seems like he's working well with the other teammates. So maybe those things are patched up, hopefully. Um, uh, you know, he's not the best closer in the league. No. Or, or the division, but he's a good closer. I right. still think he's still got, you know, ability... Um, ability enough to be a decent closer. I don't think he's going to cost What do you a think is his, uh,
1: like, would you say, if I said 30 saves, do you think higher or lower?
2: I mean, saves are such a weird thing, right? I think he'll sure. be a middle-of-the-road closer in the league. I'll okay. leave it at that. I don't think he'll be the worst closer. I don't think he'll be the best. I don't think he's going to strike out a lot of guys. He's a ground ball guy now. so
1: He's getting paid like a top closer.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, he's, he's, he's not going to have a lot of perfect... Outings compared mm-hmm. to some other guys, but he'll still you know I think he'll still be a pretty decent closer and um, that's that's sort of the whole bullpen I think there's a lot of worry right now because the bullpen's completely revamped yes,
1: totally i mean
2: I, I don't see it as a bad bullpen they have a lot no. of good players. The problem is some of them have come from other places, so we don't know how the, well they're going to do um, a
1: lot of experience in the bullpen
2: now a lot of experience and a lot of good players the problem is they don't have any guys that scream out back end of the bullpen. They don't have those too many of those like over 95 mile an hour.
1: Felipe Rivero.
2: Well, so they have Rivero and they have Gott, who yeah. may or may not make the team, not uh, make the, the 25 man roster. But the only reason that got wouldn't make the roster is because he's it's so young, young. Yeah. that he has all these options. So they could put him down mm-hmm. to the minors, try out somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, bullpens. Tend to be pretty fluid throughout the year, right? Right. If they really thought Gott was just dominant and wanted to put him in a setup role, they would put him in there. If you know, Who do you, yeah. I, that's
1: my question to you. Who do you feel is our setup guy?
2: Well, I think Gott is one of the the main options. Right. I think Rivero's is a good option there too. Right. Um, I, I don't think Rivero is a lefty specialist. I think he's an actual like good back end of the bullpen guy I agree. who just happens to be lefty he's just young so you know they tried young guys last year with barrett and with trinan and the guys just had bad years right um that could happen again with rivero but i think you give him a shot i think sean kelly's probably a pretty good back end of the bullpen guy at least mm-hmm. he was at times right um you know the the thing about um the thing about God is he throws really hard, he's also really young, so you just don't know, and Trinan too Trinan, and they he's looked awesome this this, uh, he has. this spring, but it's spring right um, so I do wonder if there's just less to worry about in general because of Mike Maddox.
1: yeah, exactly we have right. yeah he's,
2: he's just got a history of taking teams that haven't been good at pitching and making them good at pitching without significant.
1: That is true.
2: It's not the roster overhaul; it's him. So I think there's something to worry about in like, oh, we don't have three shutdown guys like the Yankees do or like Mm -hmm. the Royals do. Um, I think there's more of a question who goes seventh, who goes eighth. But at the same time, I think they have the people to make it happen. Now, if a couple guys get hurt, then you start getting really nervous. But that that would happen anyway. Right. I'm not sure. You know, if two guys in your bullpen get hurt, uh, no matter what your bullpen looks like, it's hard to replace that. So, yeah, I mean, the other thing I wonder is if Reynaldo Lopez is destined for the bullpen. And if so, if that's going to happen this year. Or if they just keep trying to start him in the minors. He didn't even come to spring training. Yeah,
1: I was surprised about that, actually.
2: And then, um, you know, what do they do with Giolito if right. um, if Roark and Ross look good all year? Exactly. Like,
1: I say you don't no bring point. him up. Yeah.
2: Well, everybody's like, well, why isn't Giolito starting? Why isn't... Well, no. If... Well... The real reason he's not starting is the same reason Trey Turner's not starting is they'll basically get an extra year of exactly, him the delay. exactly. But
1: what is the actual date? Like some time in May is when they after. I think
2: if if it's like after May he becomes a super two. If it's yeah, a, it's, okay. It's, if you, if they can hold him out till June, they get an extra year. Is is
1: see? You know, I would I would rather that, especially yeah, I mean, if this thing. What, Joe was has a what is it? A blister thing? What yeah, is,
2: I'm – yeah, I think he's. The thing is, you know, you don't need your, um, you don't need your fifth starter, for True. like the first two weeks of the season. True. So you could just skip him for.
1: Yeah, why do they do that? Time. What is what is with the two game series?
2: I don't know if they're just trying to ease people in. Oh, is that what? It to is? the season or what? Ease I feel the players. Like it's so
1: hard for the pitchers at that time, because I mean you're seeing just guy lineups what six times you're seeing guys? Six to seven times?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, well, oh, if- here's my other thing. How do you feel about the two guys with the most experience, Perez and Pet- Petit? How do you say his name? Petit.
2: Petit oh. is good, but he's not, I think he's always been considered more of like a multi-inning guy. Like right. a Potential swing man, like if
1: like the fifth, he comes in in the fifth if there's a problem or the Right, sixth? or yeah.
2: if somebody gets blown out, exactly. Or if somebody gets hurt and they go, well, we're not, we don't want to bring Giolito up yet or, you know.
1: Oh, you see him moving into that role.
2: Well, just for a, a start or two, right? If it, spot
1: starts? Interesting. Yeah, spot starts. And what, and Perez is a lefty specialist?
2: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, he's good against lefties, right? But yeah.
1: Because um, I don't really understand those two guys. Like, it must be something Mike Maddox well, knows.
2: Pettit, Pettit's just been good. I mean, he's been a good pitcher as a reliever. He's been less good as a starter, but not... Yeah, horrible. I don't remember him starting at all. But, um, yeah, Perez is, is... So Perez is the guy that used to pitch for the Mets and yep. just stunk as a starter. And then... The last couple of years, he's done much better, uh, much better, but he's as a reliever. And I think he's mostly been a lefty specialist. So he's not a guy that's necessarily completely unusable against righties, but I think he's he's basically, he's there against lefties.
1: And how do you feel about Mr. Matt Belise? Belisle. Bel- yeah. Belisle. Belisle.
2: Um, it's I don't know about tell, that. Right? Guy. His numbers were good last year in limited time. He right. had not so good numbers before that, but he was playing in Colorado and right. so he kept getting paid there. I'm not sure, you know, it's hard, you look at the ERA and every year it's above 4. But at the same time it's it's in Colorado. So I Yeah, so
1: last year they're saying he had a two point six seven in thirty four appearances with the Cardinals last year. That's right, he was pretty good,
2: good. But who's not good with the Cardinals? That's right? true. I mean that's that that true. So. Me. And he's not like a super strikeout guy by any means. His career strikeout rate And I believe is he's life.
1: the oldest player on the team, is that correct? No,
2: Jason Worth is a year older. Yeah. So I mean yeah, I'm looking at it now. He's mostly with Colorado. So his his ERA with his ERA with Colorado over that time was um, I'm looking it up right now. Hold on, it was three eight eight, which is an ERA. It's not of,
1: terrible for Colorado. an ERA
2: plus of one seventeen, so that's actually good. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, he's not a strikeout guy. But no,
1: he's a ground he's, ball pitcher, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he's and he's you know he's good veteran pitcher. I'm not surprised that he made the team. It's not like he was bad last year. Right. Right. So Um, let me see.
1: Does anything else stand out to me? Uh, No. The only other thing that stands out to me is for some reason on the website I'm looking at, Clint Robinson is eligible at pitcher.
2: He pitched it in (laughs) it last year. He did. Yeah, that's right. He's eligible for your fantasy team, I guess, as a pitcher. Oh, gosh. Uh, It's almost
1: like a shortstop playing left field. Yeah. Oh, Right. All right, so let's go to the starters now. I've read so many articles today claiming that the Nationals have the second best pitching staff in baseball.
2: So, okay, I mean, I'll I'll buy it. I certainly think they're top five. I don't know if they're number two behind the Mets. Um, Right. You know, but is the Mets are the
1: Mets really that good, or is it overhyped because they were so good last year? That's well, the thing. I
2: think it's. I think it's. Um, if you go head to head, which I did today in the uh-huh. um, the NLA's pitcher ranking, their number one is Harvey. I'd rather you know Scherzer is is projected to be better than Harvey. I agree. Harvey's still an ace, but Scherzer's projected to be better. Their number two is Degrom. He's essentially an ace. The Strasburg is too.
1: Right. Agreed. Um
2: So those maybe even out, but I I rank Degrom higher because. I'm just not year. confident that Strasburg's going to make 32 starts. But, oh,
1: I hope so.
2: But, but the thing is, if he's pitching like he's been amazing in the spring. Yes. But that goes all the way back to, you know, the last third of last year. He basically has been amazing since I don't know mid July, early August. Yep. yep. And and obviously there was a bunch of months in there where he wasn't pitching, but. Sure. He he started out the spring where he left off last year, which was incredible. I mean, he had an ERA under two in the last 10 starts coming back from injury. So, Amazing. you know, I, I'm certainly not betting the mortgage on him being that great all year. But if he just comes out and he's just as good as he's been, and, and this is the year that he puts it all together, um, and he's better than DeGrom, but, but if DeGrom makes 30 starts and Strasburg makes twenty. It doesn't yeah, really it's matter. It's hard
1: to argue that. You yeah, know. it
2: doesn't really matter how good Strasburg does. And then if you go down the list, like Gio's Gio. a good starter.
1: A good. I think this is his year. I mean, it might be. He's he's the new of... hair. Everything about him. <laughs> but I mean, he looked. Rather... Did he not look great Saturday? Like he looked
2: oh, he incredible. He but I, you know, if you who would you rather have him or Cindergard? I know that's, that's, that's
1: another hard, hard one. one.
2: I'd rather have Cindergard, but I agree. Uh, I love Geo, but and then you look at the bottom of the rotation and the, the Mets are running out Mats, who's amazing but has never been healthy. Right. And the the Nats are running out Ross, who was good for fifteen starts last year. Right. So, so we don't know. Like right. I think Ross is gonna be good. I think Mats probably has better stuff. But I'd trust Ross to make 30 starts over mats
1: so. Plus, the ceiling for Ross is to the, I mean, as high as it can go. They, but the ceiling saying... for
2: Matts is a potential. I mean, they, he's a guy that looks like an ace. That's so, true. like, Matts could be a number one starter if he could prove that he can stay healthy. I don't think anybody thinks Ross is a number one guy. He definitely of like could a, be a number two, though. Yeah, he's sort of like a 2-3. Right. Um, And then at the bottom, like, you're starting the season with Roark and um, Cologne. Right. And look, Bartolo's been fun to watch, but he sucks. Like right. Tanner has been than eating innings. The guy has like an ERA plus of like eighty-five over the last two seasons. It's not. Oh my gosh. Gone. But he eats enough innings. And how old is he now? Like seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> but but, halfway through the season, supposedly. um, what's-his-name, is scheduled to come back? Zach Wheeler. Yes,
1: that's right. Wheeler comes back... Wheeler comes back, he's better. And he's
2: healthy, he's better than Roark. Agreed. Now, of course, if Roark sucks, you might bring up Giolito. So, like... Right, imagine that. Yes, I think the Mets have a better pitching staff. Do I think it's insanely better? No. No. I think there's a lot of cases to be made that the Nats are better in certain slots. And um, I, I haven't done the comparison with the rest of the league, but... Whether they're two or three or four or five, it's kind of irrelevant. They have a really good starting pitching staff. The Mets just have one that's probably a little bit better.
1: Right. I agree.
2: But the bullpen is where the difference could be made. I mean, I just don't know about the Nets' bullpen.
1: Now, is Dusty Baker going to take – basically let Maddox just control that whole thing and then he'll –
2: God, I hope so. I I I hope hope so too. And I don't think Dusty's going to destroy arms. I think that is something that – yeah. That he didn't do in Cincinnati for five years. It was something that he seemed to have learned from when he was with the Cubs.
1: Now, could we see Bronson, too, come back in six to
2: eight weeks? Yeah, I mean, they're going to put him on the DL. Oh, I'd be know so happy. Him, though, because, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, if you're hoping. You Rola...
1: gave me a Bronson Arroyo Bible that I That's have in right. my office desk.
2: How did we get that? I think my brother went to a Your game in Cincinnati got and got an Arroyo bobblehead. And, and it, it
1: goes me. back to a story of me you making money off of him at my friend's essay's bachelor party. You love Bronson. I love it. When we signed him, it was like I I basically had a party that day because I love – Bronson Arroyo is a guy that you can go to the mound, and as long as you put offense behind him, you're going to get a win. That's why I love him.
2: Well, he's a very – he's an innings-eating sort of average. He's that. sort of like Bartolo, but better.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Like, He's not going to be great. He's not going
1: to be great, but But he's going to get the job done.
2: Yeah, he's going to But that
1: injury, I don't know.
2: Well, he's had sort of a league average ERA for the last five or six years, right? So you would hope that Roark is better than that. You would hope that Ross is better than that. No. But it's not a bad guy to have in case somebody gets hurt. I mean, inevitably, pitchers get hurt. You're going to get somebody hurt. Right.
1: So basically, you're saying one through three were solid. It's basically the question mark is four and five.
2: Well, to me, I think we have less questions than the Mets do great. because okay. I think Ross is good, and I think Roark will probably be good. And if not, you have Giolito. He's
1: looked good in the spring, Roark. So yeah.
2: Whereas with Mats, I think Mats is going to be great. I just don't know if he's going to be healthy. So and and. I think Wheeler will be great, but he's he's definitely not coming until like June. Yeah, definitely. So you, you if that to run out, you have to run out Cologne for at least two months. <sighs> that's a long time. And so I'd rather bet on Roark, and then if you need him, Giolito, then Cologne, and then if you need him, Wheeler right. after June or after right. you know mid June or whatever it is. And that's if Wheeler's rehab goes well, which I mean they usually do, but. Right.
1: You never know. Sometimes they come back, and then they're gone again. So
2: yeah. But I mean, I think the Mets have the best closer in the in the in the division, at least. I think.
1: Oh, hands down. Uh, yeah. He's so, scary
2: good. Yeah, I mean, the Mets are the Mets have a slight. I, I think the Mets have a better pitching staff, but yes, the Nats have a very good pitching staff. So they could pitch their way into the playoffs just as easily as the Mets did last year.
1: Right. So now let's move on to the offense defense and i guess we'll just go down we'll do catchers infielders outfielders
2: well you want to start with the guy they picked up because oh they got yeah, Daniel that's Murphy. right mr october <laughs> they have now which not my favorite acquisition
1: not mine either
2: um look i think he's gonna hit he's gonna be all right to watch but he's just he's not a second baseman and no. i've sort of advocated for him to be a super sub but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen now. Would I, w- I would love for him to play. But you
1: and me hate guys that are like, get hot and then. Yeah. And then we signed the guy that was the hottest he could be. And it's just like. Yeah. I mean, he's wow. always hit.
2: So. Uh, yes, he, he, he has always hit, hit. He doesn't hit the way he hit on October.
1: Oh, in October, he was the best baseball player in the playoffs at that time.
2: Yeah. It was but, unbelievable. Um, for a second baseman, he's an above average hitting second baseman. He's just a below average fielding. So. What do you do with that? I mean, to me, ideally, you'd you'd rest Worth and you'd play him in left. Sometimes you'd rest Zimmerman and play him at first.
1: Mm-hmm. Does he play outfield? I don't even know that.
2: I don't know, but he's got to be better at it than at second base. <laughs> but I mean, they have they have Michael Taylor to play left field. Right. They have Clint Robinson to play first. I don't know. Dane I mean,
1: Decker can play outfield.
2: Yeah, I don't even know team? if Den Decker's making the team. Yeah, right that's there. the
1: problem. I really like Den Decker. I love too. Den
2: Decker. I he destroys right handed pitching. Yeah, I think exactly. And he's guy, a great I, guy in the base path too. I think he's you have to have a guy like that on your bench. Just an outfielder that, I can, agree. that can run and can kill kill left handed pitching. But I mean maybe because they have Taylor, um he becomes a little 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 superfluous. I don't yeah. know. I mean, actually, sorry. Dendecker's a lefty and kills right-handed pitchers.
1: Yes, he's yeah. he bats left and throws right. All right, so
2: catching-wise, so, though, Robinson too. So maybe they feel like there's too many. I don't know. I'd like to see Dendecker. I'd like to see Dendecker as the fifth outfielder.
1: Catching though, is this the year where Ramos becomes a superstar? Because <laughs> right now the guy looks like Superman.
2: Well, he can't. He hasn't hit and every year it's gone down, but um he also got LASIK surgery and you remember what that yeah. did Yeah. Remember what that did to Christian Guzman? He came back and hit like three thirty for a year and a half before yeah. he got hurt. Yeah. I he just hit like two ten, got got LASIK surgery and hit three thirty. So
1: I just love the Ramos Loboton. Because I think they handle our pitching staff really, really well. I think yeah. that's my favorite part about it.
2: I think they're good at the things that are really hard for me to measure. Right. I would have loved to see them go out and get Jonathan Lucroy because he's oh, out there. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Where did he actually go? He's still with the Brewers. Oh, they re-signed him. Okay. No, he's got two more years. Oh, I thought they were. His name was no, no, out no. there that they were shopping him, they were, or they're shopping him because they want to trade him. Oh. But um, he's got an incredible. He's great. He's got an incredibly cheap contract. and
1: Are the Brewers even competitive,
2: or are they rebuilding? Because no, they are in constant rebuild. Now. Oh, a, you look compete. at that roster, uh, and you're
1: just like, what are you doing? I mean, they got rid of their best player last year, uh, Gomez. Yeah, was amazing no, for them. And now they're in like,
2: full rebuild, and I, I have a feeling that Luke Roy will be traded at the deadline. Yeah. And if Ramos doesn't hit, Ramos and Lobotone are both free agents at the end of this year. If Ramos doesn't hit, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nats are in the running to get a catcher.
1: I would be so happy if we got him at the end of the season. Is there anyone in the farm system a catcher that is possible?
2: Or? There's guys that can catch. There aren't a lot a of um, exciting hitters. Right. Um.
1: All right. So let's talk about um, shortstop and how we finally have I'm the so best excited. shortstop defensively
2: for the whole length for, the entirety of the, the, exactly. of the podcast. We've I
1: mean, we didn't even seen it in spring. His glove in spring has been, I don't uh, think anyone's a, been better.
2: He had a game the other day where oh, he put on a clinic, but yeah, we've said it. We said it yeah. two years ago that Danny Espinoza was the best infielder on the team, but he wasn't even started,
1: but now this is a small sample size, but he has three hits in the spring. So, yeah,
2: we, I mean, he's a streaky player and we remember what happened two years ago in April where he just, Disappeared. He didn't right, right for like a month. So you have a little more leeway with a shortstop.
1: Correct. And if he has a glove like that, I don't care.
2: Yeah. Um, the other thing is his hitting last year. So I did a comparison because um, I ranked the position players. Go to mm-hmm. nationalsreview.com. That's right. Um, at the nationalsreview.com slash whatever. It's a position player ranking. But I actually. <laughs> I. I put a tweet out because I thought I I was going to get brushback on where I ranked the shortstops for the Nats. But um, his year last year, he had a higher war from baseball reference than Estrubal Cabrera did. You're kidding. And a higher war from fan graphs and a higher war from baseball prospectus than Estrubal Cabrera in 140 fewer plate appearances. Really? He also had a slightly lower war over the over those um, three averaged out baseball reference, fan graphs, and, and baseball prospectus than mm-hmm. Danny Hetchavaria in like 80 less played appearances. Yeah. On top of that, he only, he mostly played second base, and war gives positional adjustments, so you get more oh, points. Oh, do. Basic. You basically have more points for being a shortstop. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you hit as a shortstop gets you more points than, than as a second baseman. So his average war per plate appearance was actually higher than Echeverria and Cabrera. Um, now he has to hit like he hit last year, which, you know, he's shown that he can be streaky and maybe he won't do that. Right. But if he hits like he hit last year, he's the best shortstop in the, in the division. Yeah. Easily without, without even worrying about Turner. Now, he may not hit that way, and that may be a bet you don't want to take. But all he has to do is do what he did last year, and he's the best shortstop um, in the division. Right, so.
1: and plus you have a guy like Trey Turner who's eventually going to take that spot. It's like, okay, I'm fine with letting Danny go out there and show off. And he, isn't he a switch hitter? Or is yeah. he going? Is he officially a switch hitter now? Yeah, there was
2: no talk this offseason oh, of
1: thank God. I believe he's um, the only switch hitter on the team now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oh no, not true. Apparently, Lobatone is a switch hitter. Oh yes, that's right. You're you're correct. That's right. Um, let's see. Anything else? I want. Oh, how do you feel about Steven Drew being a utility guy? I kind of like it.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's an interesting guy because he can play shortstop, which right. we've we've had a certain sort of a lack of utility guys that can play short. We get these guys that can play second base and third right. base, and you know, like the, the lombardosis of the world and stuff. So, um, but then if if Turner comes up and Espinoza moves to a utility role, then you have Espinoza and Drew. That may be a bit much. Right. Um, but yeah, he's fine. I, I don't expect too much out of him. Okay. My um, my real question is what's going to happen in the outfield.
1: Yes. Exactly.
2: You basically um, have Revere who is like a dusty player through and through, right? Right. He, and is he
1: our leadoff guy officially?
2: I would assume so. I right. would not put him there myself, but I assume he would be right. because he's fast and he makes contact.
1: Yeah, but what's his uh, on base? Is all I care. It's about.
2: not great, but if he if he ends up hitting 320, then it doesn't. It's not that big of a deal if he doesn't walk that much because you know his on base will still be up there. But
1: fun fact: um, only guy on the team under 200 pounds.
2: He's five nine. There was a picture put out there of him, <laughs> Harper, Taylor, and Worth. Yeah. And he, looked, he looked like a tiny little man. Yeah. Um. So Taylor has been insane this spring. He has.
1: That's I why don't, I'm like I, I do not done the work. I want Michael Taylor being my leadoff and my center fielder, but it, I, apparently I it's not going to happen. Never put
2: Michael Taylor at leadoff. I just think really a swing and miss. Who guy. would you
1: put at your leadoff then? Rendon.
2: If Jason Worth can do what I think Jason Worth can do, that is I would true. Love
1: you him. do love that. I, he is great he's, on
2: base. He takes a million pitches. He gets on base, and he's not going to hit for the kind of power that he hit for in the past. Now, right. Um,
1: I love Jason Worth. I just well, want him to stay healthy this year. I think um, if
2: he's healthy, I think people are going to. Uh, I really do think he's going to have a good year if he stays healthy. I, I agree. People have written him off. They said, "Well, he's too old to that." But great leader too. He even coming back from the hand injury last year he ended up going on a streak at the end of the year where yeah. he hit like 250 with like a 350 on base and like a 450 460 something like that slugging for like mm-hmm. the last month and a half of the season so you know it wasn't the average you wanted and it wasn't the the 390 on base percentage that this guy's gotten every single year but mm-hmm. um if that was if that was what he could do, or that was even, like, not quite what he can do because you still have some of that hand injury bothering him. I think he's set up to be, like, you know, he could be, like, a 275, 375 oh, kind
1: of hitter. I love that. I would love so, it. And where do you see him in the lineup? Third or second? I don't know where they're – I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Going. I don't know the lineup. This, like, I've seen what Dusty's been doing, and – it's like almost like he just takes Espinosa, Ramos, and Murphy and throw Or, no, where's Murphy hitting? I want him up in the lineup. Higher. Well,
2: so it's interesting because I wrote an article about how the one thing I saw, if there was a pattern or anything about the acquisitions they made this offseason with the mm-hmm. offense, mm-hmm. was that they got guys that don't strike out. Right. They that got is contact true. contact guys. And so there's something interesting about batting them together. There's also something interesting about purposefully separating them, which I think might be what happens. Like you have Revere at one and Murphy at like five Mm -hmm. or six, even, but um, it is interesting. And I, you know, it's clearly what the Royals have done the last couple of years and it's worked well for them. They basically have a team of guys that don't strike out, don't hit for a ton of power and don't walk.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And, um maybe in this league that has turned into a super strikeout league where where right. every pitcher is, seems to be coming in throwing 97 mm-hmm. that maybe at some point that thought that we had that like power and on-base percentage matter so much more than average yeah has like a limit when you know and I'm making up the numbers but it's like yeah that works until 20% of the outs made are strikeouts. And then, like, right. once you pass that number, you start needing guys that actually don't swing and miss to have a really good offense because strikeout you Makes know. sense. I mean... I, I don't know. That's just, like, a crazy theory that I don't have the regression analysis right, right, to, right. To, to do. But I do wonder if the Revere and Murphy acquisition was based on a sort of... We, we have some really great players who... Get on base mm-hmm. and hit for power, but we don't have guys that won't swing and miss, and we want a couple of those guys to complement the others.
1: Right. That makes sense. I mean, it, just looking at this lineup, it's like, okay, where are you going to put Worth? Where are you going to put Rendon? Where are you going to put Zimmerman? Then where are you going to put, uh, what's his name, Murphy? It's like, I don't know
2: yeah, I mean, what's going to I work. As much as we'd love to get creative, I think Murphy is your starting second baseman. Yeah. And he's playing every day. Right. I think Worth is your starting left fielder and Revere is your starting center fielder. Right. But because of Worth's injury history and his age, I think Worth will sit a good amount Mm -hmm. once a week. Maybe average one and a half times a week, so some weeks too. So Michael Taylor will get his play. And Taylor will play a lot of left field, yeah. Um, And I think he's
1: okay with that because apparently he can just step in and just have those limited at-bats because he did – how many at-bats did he have last year?
2: Uh, Um, He played a lot last year because Span was hurt so much.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: But, you know, the other thing that's interesting is so um, he can fill in for Worth once or twice a week and then Revere's a lefty. And so on the days when there's a lefty pitching –
1: Maybe you... Holy cow, he had 472 at-bats last year. That's way
2: more than I thought he had. Yeah, no, he, uh, his span was hurt wow. so much, remember?
1: Yeah, I forgot um, about that.
2: And so anyway, on the days that lefties are starting, maybe, that's, maybe you start Taylor and center and Worth and left and have two righties out there. And then on the 70% of the days that righties are starting... You have have Revere in center and you have Worth in left unless you want to give Worth a day uh, day off and then you put Taylor in left. So I have a feeling there will be a lot of games against lefties that Revere doesn't start as long as Worth is healthy because you have sort of this nice problem of having four outfielders that you want to start.
1: Right. Um, how about on the base path? Do you think we're going to be more aggressive than we've seen in the past?
2: That's what all the you know. That's what I'm reading, right? I mean, yeah, that, that Dusty's really into being aggressive, and again,
1: because I mean, Revere had At his career max. He's had 49 in his best year of stolen bases. Which, oh,
2: I think Revere's going to be running all the time when he gets I on. Hope I think so. Taylor will too. I think Harper's going to run a lot. Really? Uh huh. That um, would be interesting because he ran in spring training. And why would you run? the MVP in spring training if you don't want him to run.
1: Yeah, because if last year he had six stolen bases, but if you go back to his rookie year, he had 18. And that was, uh, what's his name was manager?
2: Uh, Riggleman, the Wrigler.
1: Was it Riggleman in
2: 2012? Oh, oh, Davey.
1: Davey, yeah. And then ever since that, he went 18, 11, 2, and 6. It's like Matt Williams just told him not to run.
2: Well, you know, there's a philosophy, The sort of more analytical philosophy says, almost like the Earl Weaver style, it's like a walk, a bloop, and a blast. And you play more station to station, and you don't steal a lot of bases because it doesn't add to your, sort. you know, you have to be like 80% effective at stealing bases. Because if you're less than 80%, it ends up being a negative. Right, right. But you do. I wonder, think it's situational, too. I think it's situational. I also think that there is some, there is some credence to making a pitcher nervous. And uh-huh. if you have a team that runs a lot, that uh, distracting, distracting a, distracting a pitcher. That is true. Now, you know, I don't think you're going to sh- distract. I don't know, Jose Fernandez when you're out there. I don't. No. Think, you know, but like, Bryce loves you, Jose Fernandez. <laughs> He is great. He is great. I mean, he was he hurt could, though last year, right? He could yeah. be the best pitcher in the NL East this year. Wow, is, he's, he's coming off an injury, right? He's, he's incredible though. He was so good before Tommy John, and he probably, you know, won't pitch the full season. But he was so good. Um, God, but, how old is you he?
1: Twenty-one?
2: No, he's not twenty-one. He is twenty-three, probably. Twenty-three, yeah. Um, but yeah, know, he
1: didn't, he didn't play much last year,
2: right? He came back from Tommy John, yeah. um, and pitched at the end of the season. So I don't think he's on tap for 32 starts this year. I don't know, but you know, wow, he's
1: never had an ERA above three. <laughs> That's
2: incredible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's very good. He Look is. at his
2: strikeout numbers.
1: Well, um, oh, I got to go to a Marlin. It looks like I need to go to a Nats Marlin game. It's like no more only, Nat Brave game do I need to worry about. Only Jose
2: Fernandez is pitching because the second best pitcher you're going to get to see is wei In Chen.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh.
2: Um, But, yeah, I do think that there's some credence to the thought that the running game can distract pitchers. Yeah. Um, it can also distract hitters. And so your hitters have to be um aware and okay with that going on and so maybe if your team does it more as a whole then it becomes less awkward when you need to do it mm-hmm. um i think there's gonna be too much bunting for anybody's happiness but that's just something we'll have to deal with uh um, oh no i love bunting are you kidding me that's Matt nationally baseball yeah put right. them on base well you know as much as that stuff doesn't always work out and the numbers kind of tell you it's not the best idea, the Nats have for the last two or three years been just abysmal at advancing runners, mm-hmm. at taking advantage of, you know, I feel like the Nats and I don't have the stats to back this up, but I feel like the Nats have to be top five in the league over the last two years of getting a runner in scoring position with less than two outs and not
1: scoring. And not scoring. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> I've seen a lot of those games.
2: Yeah. Um, so some of that small ball stuff that has been written off in the past by analysis has sort of made a little bit of a comeback. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Nats are embracing that a little bit. Um, Dusty is certainly that kind of guy. He's also not stupid. I don't think he's going to tell Bryce to bunt. Yeah, that
1: um, would be ridiculous. I mean.
2: So, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays. I The thing that I like about Dusty is He's going to make uh, prob- He's gonna make some errors um, mentally. Like, he's going to make some decisions that we don't agree with. Yeah, but of course. From all that I've heard, he is the kind of manager that has players run through walls for him.
1: And that's what and we need I right now.
2: Being like this team has been one of the knocks on this team, whether it's true or not, one of the knocks on this team over the last couple of years is that they just sit back and go, everything's going to be all right. We'll be fine. We're a good team. Mm-hmm. And last year, they said that as the division slipped away. The year before, they said that as they got run out of the playoffs. The year before that, they said it as the division slipped away. And now they're coming from sort of a different place. They're not the favorite anymore. They've been the favorite for the last three seasons. Um, They're not the favorite, but they're still considered good. But they have a manager that's going to put sort of a sense of urgency. Now, maybe, maybe that's all crap, and maybe it doesn't matter. Um, they maybe. seem
1: more relaxed, though, this spring, don't they? It's felt like uptight last year almost. Like there there was all the talk yeah, well, about, like, know, Espinoza's talk, not hitting lefty anymore. and
2: You but, talked about the Caps earlier, and one of the things that I read about them is they said the best thing that Trots did for them uh-huh. was have them not worry about what they're going to do in the playoffs in October. That's true. And apparently for the last few years they've been so good that, you know, they were already worried about making the playoffs in right. October, November, and Trotz has just got them focused on the next game, and they said that they also had a couple of of veterans come in that did it, and maybe maybe that's what the Nats need a little bit more of. Worry yeah. about today. Go out there and kick butt today. Don't worry about the playoffs. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that.
1: Now, explain one more thing before we go is uh, I would like to say happy trails, taking from Kornheiser and Wilbon to Tyler Moore. He was traded ah, yes. all of a sudden on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon after that game.
2: That was a surprise. Huh? A
1: surprise, but then explain to me, we got a six foot eight player.
2: So I, you know, <laughs> what they got was a guy that is interesting because he's like a tall righty. He doesn't have a ton of power, but he's no. like a first baseman. I don't get has- it. Uh, more might well have been out of options i'm not sure i think we were done with him too well i think we were done with him he clearly wasn't going to make the team so he's going to be back in triple a right and for this it's probably the best thing for him to go somewhere else.
1: totally because then they got rid of uh nick swisher so he's he's the backup
2: yeah i think he's gonna be penciled in as freeman's backup Uh,
1: i would love nick swisher on the nats to be honest with you but
2: Swisher has such a decline over the last few years. I know. Terrible. And it's amazing because this was the guy that was like, depending on the year, anywhere from like a two to a four war player for like eight or nine years without much exception. And he was never great, but he was never bad. And it just all disappeared. Right. Anyway, tell me about
1: the six foot eight giant monster we have now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't know that much about him. I don't, I don't either. He's
1: old. I mean, he's twenty nine already.
2: Yeah. Um, I assume, I he I mean he's gonna start in the in the uh, mi- in the minors. So did you see that great
1: thing on uh, Reddit? They had how many Altuve's he was. <laughs> he was I two did Altuves. Not see how many
2: Altuve's. He was, but that is a, <laughs> a great way to measure. People. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think it was more about let's get rid of his salary and get someone really cheap. Is I that... don't even know if his salary or if it was more about, look, this guy this guy is not going to make the team. And so if we bus him down to AAA, he might have been out of options. He yeah, but trading
1: been... to someone in your division, I always hate that. It's just like you're giving them a reason to play well against you, especially on a team that's rebuilding, even though who knows if he's going to get the play because they have, I think, the best first baseman in the National League.
2: Yeah. Oh, clearly he's, yeah. he's far and away the best. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know if that was anything more. Anything more than just trying to. If they if if he was out of options and they sent him down to AAA, then he would become basically, you know, he'd be on waivers, and they maybe right. they figured, oh, we'll get something for him.
1: Nate, uh, Nate Freeman, birthplace, Washington D.C.
2: It's it's Nate Fryman. as oh, in Fryman. As in like the...
1: <laughs> I think he might be a fan favorite. Now, is he going to be on the roster or no way he'll be a minor league? I don't
2: think so. Okay. I mean, I think he'll be on like the 40-man roster or something okay. and he'll be in the minors. But wow.
1: So I was shocked and I, I'll miss Tyler Moore because he was never a, a thing I was worried about having. But yet we have a guy like Clint Robinson who I absolutely
2: and, adore. To I mean, be Tyler backup. Moore has sort of become redundant. yeah. And, um yeah, I'm looking at at Fryman's stats and it's just like yeah, he has a Nothing. little bit of power, but not much and you unless you're John Olerud, you, can, you can't be a first baseman and DH without power. Right. Um All so right. yeah, I'm guessing they traded away more for a look, you need you need a tri- you need a minor league roster. You do. You can't Correct. play minor league games without a minor league roster. Correct. And so maybe they just got a guy that's a a guy that's there to fill in if they need him and, I guess, um, scare people right. with his height.
1: All right. Well, do uh, you have anything else to add before we get out of here?
2: Um, we talked to Trey and, and Giolito being sent down. We're okay with yeah, that.
1: We're okay with that, yeah. I, I, I never expected Trey to, st- because of that whole thing of making them, uh, waiting to that May date, because I want that extra year from both of those guys.
2: Yeah, and and I think we um,
1: don't need them. I mean, isn't it just like added luxury?
2: Well, I saw the jokes that like, you know, Dusty plays veteran. So they're like, of course, Trey got sent down. Um, I think Keith Law said something like, oh, but you would know, you rather him instead him in of Espinosa? No, right? No, I, well, I I'm not. Look, he had a great spring, as did Michael Taylor. Uh-huh. I think you have to take spring numbers. Yeah, with it's, a so, it's so but small. When somebody like Espinoza does terribly in spring, you worry a little. But when somebody does great in the spring, it's like who did they hit against? Right. Like pitchers definitely don't do as well. Like they they're trying this... out new pitches. They're not. Yeah. Yeah, it's... and they're hitting against guys that are never going to be on the roster. Sometimes, like mm-hmm. they're basically pit- hitting against like double A pitchers and triple A pitchers for part of the time. Like it's just it's hard to believe that he's he's there now. I think he will be a good hitter, and maybe he's ready to hit. But I'm not convinced he's ready to play shortstop yet.
1: Interesting. Where you see him in a different position? Could he no, play I, second?
2: I think he will be a shortstop, but like he was not. He made a lot of errors last year. Uh-huh. Um, fingers crossed that this team, one of the things that they're trying to do, uh, Daniel Murphy notwithstanding, is be a better defensive team than they've been the last few. Yes, years. Yes, agreed. And that means Espinoza's at short to me.
1: Well, we got rid of someone who likes to commit lots of errors. Now, I mean,
2: Desmond booting the ball was, oh. it, it, it just, it got old. Oh, it just got so, it would just make me so frustrated. And when your shortstop can't field, I think, you know, that is the defensive leader of the team. Right.
1: And I like still- how he asked to play shortstop on his current team and the manager said, No. <laughs> Yeah, because he's not
2: really, really. – like, to me, Desmond is a third baseman now.
1: Yeah, and, or left um,
2: fielder. And they put him in left field because they had a third baseman. But right. Anyway. Anyway. Happy trails seeing Desmond. Should have signed hey, that I, contract. He had, a, he had a great couple years here, and I appreciate it for the team. He did. But, um, I think it was time to move on. Yeah.
1: Well, I am super excited for the season, and I can't wait – and we are going to try to stick to a schedule this year.
2: Yeah, we're going to try and do this every yeah. two weeks.
1: Every we'll two weeks, best. and we're looking uh, on Wednesdays to record. It just so happens that we couldn't do this one, so we did it a day earlier.
2: We'll leave it. Uh, we'll leave Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Yeah, open as the nights that we'll Tuesday, Wednesday. But we want to do every two weeks because I think that
1: I think Wednesdays is a great night because I believe that's mostly a travel day. Isn't it?
2: Sometimes, well,
1: that's sometimes. not one hundred percent true. Yeah, sometimes, true. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us, of course, at thenationalsreview.com dot com. You can also always reach us on Twitter at I am at culmination.
2: I am at nationals review.
1: And um, what, we've got gear on the website. Shirts. I am sure some new shirts are going to come around this year. Um,
2: yeah, submit some shirts ideas. I'll get them made. I don't have any ideas right now. So yeah, I you don't have. One, let me know. I'll I'll design it if I like it.
1: And then we have, of course, the Masson blog every Wednesday. Do we know like what time it actually gets posted? Or I just...
2: think they said 9 a.m. It'll be
1: posted. 9 a.m. Wednesdays. Well, I'm sure there'll be a tweet out from both of us, so you can go to it. Um, we we highly recommend you subscribe to us on iTunes. Yes, write us a comment, rating, rate and it. Reviews are the best way That's to pay the us. Best way. Uh, any uh, feedback you want to give us on the show, anything you want us to cover, uh, even during games, if you're just excited about a game and you just want to say, hey, are you guys watching? this?" Which usually either you or I have it on. Exactly. Um,
2: I think that once the kids go to bed, maybe not the first two. Anyways. Yes,
1: exactly. That is 100% true. <laughs> Both of us are dealing with two now. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. So um, we appreciate you all listening to us. And uh we will see, see you at the park. With the see you miles, at
0: the park. Just below. Small. I'm Tom Dum- Like you behind her to do the grapevine. How much longer will you be mine? And I'ma tell you, I don't like drama. So do I have to put my hand, cups on your mama? Because the butt dinner, damn, baby, with our crew. But I'd rather be with you. and make it say humdrum. Tweety dump. Humdrum don't succumb when I'm done fucking hips.